Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for March 4th, 2018. Uh, of course, last night was UFC 222. So today I'm going to talk about the uh, fights from last night's show. You can watch the video for all three women's fights on my blog. Uh, they are there in their entirety. And uh, I also had my analysis. I'm going to just talk briefly about bo all three fights. The main event, of course, was uh, Chris Cyborg defending her UFC welterweight championship against uh, UFC newcomer Yana Kunitskaya. Uh, Yana is a former UFC, former Invicta uh, bantamweight champion, but she's not new to MMA. She's been around since 2009, and she was a welterweight early in her career. Uh, I didn't really expect much from this fight because I didn't think that there was any way that Yana could possibly do anything with Cyborg. And that's pretty much what happened because uh, though uh, uh, Yana actually got a takedown early in the round, uh, Chris uh, has very underrated defense and so it didn't, didn't take long. She was back up on her feet and she was uh, pounding uh, Yana out and it was all over in about three minutes. It didn't take very long. Uh, not particularly surprised by it. Uh, the the opening there where Yana got a takedown was a, a little uh, surprising. I think she just caught Chris off guard. Um, and, uh, Chris Cyborg uh, now says she wants to fight uh, Amanda Nunez, who is the uh, bantamweight champ, in a super fight. And that may happen sooner rather than later, as uh, Dana White said that he may turn... Uh, Amanda's championship fight in Brazil into a super fight against Cyborg. So we'll see if he actually does that. Um, it didn't, I'm not particularly surprised by that. Yana, meanwhile, says she's going to go back to bantamweight. So, of course, that still begs the question, where are they going to find any welterweights to challenge Cyborg? And the answer is, it's like I told you already, there aren't any. At least not really. There may be a couple. But there aren't any, really. And there haven't been for a long time. And, uh, you know, that's really what it's going to be. Uh, that's really what it's going to be. Cyborg uh, is going to continue to beat up on bantamweights turned welterweights. That's what's going to happen in the future. Uh, I'd be surprised if it's going to be anything else. And that's really what it comes down to. So the other fight, uh, we have two other women's fights on the show. Um, Ketlin Vieira versus Kat Zingano was on the main card. Uh, Kat has, is a veteran fighter who's been off for a couple of years, and she actually uh, has on a two-loss losing streak. Um, she's had some injuries. She's getting a little old. She's 35 now. Uh, she is a former title contender. Uh, she may not be an elite fighter anymore. She uh, used to live in Colorado, but she now trains at Alliance in San Diego. Ketlin trains at Nova Uniao in uh, Brazil. Uh, she surprised us all a little bit when she uh, choked out uh, Sarah McMahon in the first round in her last fight. Uh, I expected her to win this fight because I think she, has a she had a significant size advantage over Cat. Uh, uh, she's bigger, like really bigger, and um, I, I'm not particularly surprised that she won fairly handily. Uh, she won, the, There was a split decision, but uh, there were a lot of split decisions on this card, mostly due to a couple of judges who 
really should not be judges. They need to be fired. And I'm referring specifically to Adelaide Bird and Marcos Rosales. I believe Rosales was the uh, judge in the, uh, in the uh, Ketlin Vieira fight. Uh, this is a big problem in Nevada where uh, these uh, judges uh, just don't know what they're looking at and uh, it doesn't look like the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission is going to do anything about this, but they should, but they won't. That's really what it comes down to. It's, uh, they can do whatever the hell they want and that's what they're going to do. Hey, Bob Bennett keeps defending Adelaide Bird, so what more can I say about that? But uh, I thought uh, Ketlin looked very good. Uh, she uh, uh, controlled the fight. I actually gave her all three rounds. She scored a 30-27. Uh, I thought uh, she won fairly handily. Uh, didn't come close to a submission, but I thought she uh, got some very good uh, takedowns, and uh, she's moving up in the world. The thing to keep in mind is the bantamweight division is very thin right now, and so it really doesn't take much for uh, a fighter to have a really good performance and uh, Ketlin has had two really good performances. She's now uh, 4-0 and in the UFC, and two of her fights have been uh, uh, stellar performances. Uh, but uh, she's uh, moving up into the upper echelon because it's a very thin division right now. And uh, as I said uh, uh, yesterday, I would like to see the UFC add some new welterweights to the division. But uh, can't say if they're going to do that, but uh, I sure would like to see it. Now, uh, the third fight... Uh, was a strawweight fight. It was the much-hyped uh, UFC debut of uh, BJJ champ uh, Mackenzie Dern, and her opponent here was Ashley Yoder. Ashley was on uh, Tough 23. Uh, she trains at uh, Quest in, in uh, Temecula, California, which is uh, owned by Dan Henderson. Uh, I don't happen to think that she's a UFC-caliber fighter. She This is her third uh, UFC fight, and she lost the first two, and um, she just isn't, uh, she just lacks something. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but she's not very good. Uh, the big uh, uh, monkey wrench into this is the fact that um, uh, Ashley is a southpaw, and I think that threw Mackenzie off a little bit, and so she did have some problems with her. Didn't really, um, she was never losing at any stage. I thought uh, Ashley probably won round two, uh, but I think it was more of a case that uh, uh, sometimes, especially when a fighter is inexperienced like uh, McKenzie, uh, sometimes a southpaw can be a puzzle that you have to figure out. And uh, uh, for all the coaching that she gets from uh, John Crouch, and he's a great coach, he's a great coach at uh, Benson Henderson's uh, MMA Labs in, in Phoenix, uh, for all the coaching that she gets from him, uh, she has to figure it out for herself. And so we're going to go along that journey with her. Uh, I think with every fight, I expect her to improve. In this particular fight, as I said, she had trouble uh, not really uh, on the defense with, with Ashley because Ashley really doesn't do much on offense, but she had trouble executing what she wanted to do on offense, and they spent a lot of time on the fence in the, on the, fence in the clinch. Uh, finally, in round three, uh, McKenzie seemed to figure out uh, what to do with Ashley and by the end of the fight she came very close to a submission She just didn't quite get that rear naked choke locked But uh, in the end she won the fight again. The fight was a split decision Because uh, one of the three judges was Adelaide Bird and for whatever reason she gave round one to Ashley and she, 
that fight, that round was definitely won by McKenzie. I don't think there's any question about it. So uh, there were quite a few split decisions on uh, last night's show, and it was uh, not a case of where there was any robberies or anything like that. It's just that you had one judge, usually Adelaide Bird or um, or Marcos Rosales, who uh, basically went the opposite direction of what the fight should have been. So it was a case of where there were a lot of split decisions that should have been uh, unanimous decisions. And so we see that sometimes uh, in fighting uh, when you have uh, judges who really don't know what they're doing. Um, so, I, I, uh, so I thought uh, uh, um, Cyborg, uh, as expected, Cyborg won fairly easily, and uh, the other two fights were about what I anticipated. Uh, again, uh, Mackenzie, I did want to mention Mackenzie did say she wanted to fight on UFC 224 in Brazil. She's a big deal in Brazil because of her uh, several years uh, competing in BJJ competitions down there. She even beat Gabby Garcia in a BJJ match, if you can believe that. But it's true. And so I thought she, uh, I thought she did okay. Uh, fans need to be patient with her. She's young. Uh, she's uh, learning as she goes along. And uh, I think that you'll find as uh, each fight goes along, I think you'll see some improvement in her. She is not a short-term thing. She is a long-term project. And I think the uh, UFC is well aware of that. Uh, but she does, she does have the opportunity to be a very big star. And keep in mind that the uh, uh, strawweight division is fairly competitive right now. And so uh, they don't need to rush her along. They need to be very uh, uh, deliberate in her progress. And I think you'll find that uh, in the next couple of fights or so, you'll probably see a light bulb go on over her head. And maybe you'll start to see her wreck people. Uh, but uh, I thought she did okay last night. Uh, I'm sure we'll see uh, more from her in the future. Well, that's it for today. Uh, we're going to be back probably on Tuesday as uh, my favorite wrestler, Asuka, will be facing Nia Jax on Raw tomorrow night. And I, uh, of course, hope to have the video on Tuesday morning. So until then, have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you.